names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. So here's another way to kind of look at it too, right? It would be one thing if you looked back on that championship and and the mistakes that were made that led to them right now were those of just luck, right? If it was just, it was just, so for example, the, the, what, what went on with Dallas, where they had a really good season this last year, they looked like they had a really bright future ahead of them, but it just so happens that the player that they were trying to bring back in a cornerstone piece of their franchise is essentially the godson of the p- person who runs. Not essentially is. Yeah, is, yeah, <laughs> is the godson of the New York, the, the head of the, the New York Knicks operation over there. And, and so like, when you have mitigating circumstances like that, if I was a Mavs fan, I'd find it really difficult to hold that against Nico Harrison and and the rest of that Mavs organization. There are other mistakes that they've made. Oh no, trust me, they have they've found a way to hold it against. Oh for them. sure. I mean, they're you're emotional. Like I, I'd be I mean, pissed losing Mark, that guy too. Anthony, the, what they got to take into account is that Mark Cuban said they're easily going to be able to replace that scoring. So I don't know. Cube seems to know what he's talking about. Sounds yeah. like not that big of an issue. Yeah, we got to look elsewhere. Um, but like. But for the Lakers, though, the the things that led to their downfall were all within their control, and they were all indicative of 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 not understanding what made that team, that championship team, special in the first place. And it wasn't the amount of clutch players on it. Probably not. I don't think. <laughs> um, and and so I I just it's so difficult to analyze all of this with that as the outlier. But at the end of the day it's still the outlier. It's the, it's, it's the exception that proves the rule. The rule here, since Rob Polinka has taken over, since Jeannie has taken over, has been disorganization, like backstabbing, leaking to, to, to get at each other, self-interest. Random uh, Darren Collison workouts. Rampant, yeah, like rampant nepotism. Yeah, just like, he just never leaves. Yeah. Um, and, and, so if, if that's the rule and the exception proves it, then you can't be this kind of defiant whenever you're asked about the process that, that goes into these things. And, and again, like you look at the, you look at the ways or the times when the Lakers have been successful, it's because things fell perfectly for them under the, under, under, since Jeannie has taken over, right? LeBron decides he wants to come and be a Laker despite the fact that the Lakers just ripped off the worst seven year stretch in their organization's history. That wasn't that. And, and, you know, he says he wants to work with magic Johnson and all of those things, but like, let's be honest. Like we can all be honest about it at this point. He had off, he had off court interests in LA that probably brought him here. He saw an opportunity to, to run the marquee franchise in the NBA. And as an NBA power broker, that's an opportunity LeBron is going to take. And, and he took that opportunity. But again, that's something that, that kind of falls in the Lakers' laps. And, and you know, the circumstances played out right for them. And then again, because LeBron is the power broker that he is, he offers up the opportunity for the Lakers to 
at that time, you know, that if, if Anthony Davis was to just to hit an open trade market, what the Lakers gave up probably wouldn't fetch him. If, if everybody was bidding on an, on, on an, uh, yeah. Equal playing field. Like every, that's not what the Lakers gave up. Probably Rudy Gobert just went for more than that. And so holiday went for the same as that. Right. And, and, and so, Again, that's, like that's if, the dialogue we got to start. Did the Lakers underpay for Anthony Davis? They might that's have. good. That's good off-season content. Genie would listen. Um, and 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 so if you, it's like, so, you mean we should have been paying him less? <laughs> Can I get that back? Sign me up. Yeah. So, uh, but again, circumstances allow for the bad pra- uh, for the bad process to be rewarded, and and you still get the great talent that leads to the championship, but when the Lakers have had things in their control, it's been a disaster. Like the, the Montrez Harrell signing was a disaster. He, he couldn't even play in the playoffs. Uh, Kendrick Nunn last year, they, they, they somehow convinced themselves that he would step in and be something of a, of an Alex Caruso replacement. Even, even taking aside the bone bruise aspect of this, given what we saw from Alex Caruso and the way that he impacted Chicago's yeah. defense, it's farcical. And, and, and the fact that, you know, again, within their own control, they could have kept THT and Caruso. They decided against it for, for financial reasons. That's and a, that's a giant mistake. Basketball reasons, which is and, just as damning. Yeah. Either, both, whatever, like it, whatever, whatever, whatever process leads you to Any that decision. Basketball bad. reasons went into that. Like yeah. that, it, that's even worse. Right. And, and so like. The reason I'm I'm saying all of this isn't just to relitigate what the last four or five years have been. It's been to to show like, yes, you can have success when you are the marquee franchise and LeBron sees an opportunity to run the marquee franchise. Yes, you can have success when LeBron, the power broker, allows you to bring in Anthony Davis to an already strong supporting cast and you can go off and win a championship. Yes, those things are possible. But if you continue to run your organization the way that the Lakers run it, more often than not, you're going to run into a lot of problems. And I think what we're seeing right now is actually offers us a, a, a perfect segue here. What we're seeing right now is maybe, circumstances. Maybe that is their process. That's just we are the Lakers, and we're going to get lucky. We just hope. We just hope. Yeah. Hit it didn't hope, right? Like Lakers I remember exceptionalism. That's yeah. the process. I like. I I'm, like sometimes out on on a golf course, right? You find yourself on, on in a situation where like you can barely see the tip of the flag. You, you you have all kinds of shit in front of you. You don't know how the wind is blowing at certain parts of, over the course of where that ball flight is going to be going. And you stand over your ball and you say, "Hit it and hope." And you no, just the, take the a Lakers, swing and you see how it goes. Are like leaning, you know, after they after they hit the ball yeah. and they're just like, like trying to get it to lean towards. Yeah, that's yeah, that's their hope. They just hit right. it as hard as they can and lean in the Body direction English. they want it to go. Yeah, and and like I, you know, and and I think we're seeing it again here with Kyrie, where circumstances around them lead to a situation. Kyrie's uh, trade stock being in the basement. And having an opportunity for the Lakers to to um, m- you know make up for their fix some of their mistakes because of his questionable off court history, like th- that's 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 something that is not in the Lakers' control. And yet again, if you listen to if you listen to some of the people who were kind of reporting about this thing, they seem to not necessarily be taking advantage to the fullest extent of this situation and they might miss out on him. Like this DeAndre Ayton thing kind of hurts their leverage. And if they would have just, you know, either 
been more willing to part with a, se- a second first rounder earlier or been more uh, open to taking on Joe Harris's salary, this would have been done. And this headache now that sits over us because DeAndre Ayton signs that contract, that is is now going to impact what they might be capable of in this offseason. And so again, it's just like you have to, for the Lakers, handle the stuff that's in your control better than they have. So I agree with you for the, I, I think, overarching, like, you know, bigger picture, sort of your takeaways there. I, I do have two things. I think, okay. number one, um, I thought I thought Raj asked a really great question yesterday on I Love Basketball when he just basically, you know, as only Raj can, uh, sounded, you know, like a child who has been told Santa isn't real <laughs> and was sort of like losing, you know, yeah. like, I, I love that kid. He's so optimistic about everything mm-hmm. and just like a pure basketball mind. Um, but he's like, he's like, what was the Lakers plan before Kyrie became available? <laughs> exactly, Harrison. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, Raj, honestly, that is an amazing question of what their plan was. <laughs> Maybe it really was to run it back. Um, Well, yeah. uh, And so, you know, I I just wanted to get that out there when we're like, as we're talking about process, I, the part where I disagree with you is I don't know if this Aiton thing, and again, there's still a lot of details that may break on this Mm -hmm. after this show goes up or whatever. I don't know that this hurts the Lakers leverage in the Kyrie talks as much as it can, because just like we're talking about with like, can Lakers really bring Russ and LeBron into a training camp and like waste a training camp? Are we really certain that the Nets are going to do the same with KD and Kyrie, no matter what Kyrie's agent? I mean, the source close to him says, you know, in, in the yeah. press about like, Oh, Kyrie's committed. He, he showed his commitment to the franchise by opting into that one year deal. It, you know, pay no attention to the us requesting to look at sign and trade opportunities and not finding anything lucrative, uh, like behind the curtain. That's not, that's not a big deal. Don't yeah. just ignore that. He just really wanted to be with the Nets. Uh, Kyrie, Kyrie was him. was given permission to go out and seek trade situations, but like f- completely beyond anything he requested. He didn't even ask, and they just no, gave him that just, permission. He looked, yeah, he looked at the other teams, and he's just like, you know what? I just love the Nets. It has nothing to do with these other teams are offering me the mid level. I just love the Nets. You know. Yeah. It's, here's uh, here's here's Steve Nash walking in on practice that very first training camp practice. Are you ready for this? Yes. I can't believe you guys. Do you both wake up in the morning, call each other up? Good morning, Marcus. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? I. Right. So, how are we going to fuck up the captain's life today? <laughs> you know, that's probably not inaccurate. Um, Bad Boys 2 is responsible for that sound. <laughs> yeah, that would basically be uh I appreciate you avoiding the DMCA takedown yeah. there. That was solid credit. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Uh legally, I think we're in the clear now. It's less than um, 30 seconds, we're good. Yeah. Uh so I I think I don't know that this totally you know, this Aiton situation really messes up the Kyrie thing because number one, I just until the Nets actually just like with the Lakers, until they actually bring these guys into camp, I will not believe they are actually going to do it. Yeah. And I will consider all of this like you know, again, I, I made the analogy on Twitter the other day. It's a toddler holding their breath, and it's like to get what they want. It's like <laughs> I will do this really dumb thing. You better stop me. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm gonna do it. And you know, at some point, we gotta send them to their room until they prove that they're serious. And yeah. if they actually like hold their breath long enough to pass out, we'll deal with that when the time comes. You know, and <laughs> Avery right now is doing this thing. She's learned that if she just goes completely limp, she gets a lot heavier. 
Yeah. So like, it's essentially her saying, like, "Drop me." The I, same thing when I pick him up. He's, yeah, like, like, drop I'm, me. I dare you. I would rather yeah. fall to the ground and potentially hurt myself than be held by my father right now. Yeah. And like, there are and some times. Well, there are some times when I'm over like a soft surface, so I'm like, okay, and I drop her on the couch, and she realizes. Okay, yeah. I, I I appreciate that you specified on the couch there. I was yes, I, was a I said over you. soft okay. surfaces. Yeah. Okay. I, was I drop a her on the couch. About her parenting for a moment there. Yeah. Once, <laughs> but she realizes like, okay, if I throw this temper tantrum, Dad does have limits, and and she gets more open to me taking her back there for her nap. And, yeah, and, and so if yeah. the Nets are going to drop themselves on the hardwood floor, or the Lakers <laughs> want to fall down on the parquet. granite countertop, or you know whatever yeah. it may be, at that point, you know we we patch them up and we deal with it at that time. But until then, like I will believe that it is limp posturing, uh, which is a great analogy actually. Yeah. Here and you know there's also like yes, the Aiton thing may end up eliminating the Suns as a realistic suitor for KD. But if KD really wants out, and if he was like, I don't want to be with the Nets anymore, do we really think it was? just because he wanted to specifically go to Phoenix. Like, no, I mean, you know, at some point when you're out on someone, you're out on someone and you're going to yeah. go to the next best available thing. So, you know, the Raptors at some point, you know, they, you know, they loom or lurk or whatever insidery phrase we're using now for them. You know, there was still the rumors that he really had Miami on his list of preferred destinations. There are still other places that KD can eventually go. And I, I just don't buy that after all of this noise that we've heard from the nets that you know potentially them floating out there that we're going to amnesty Kyrie just to not have him on the yeah. roster now just because his agent I mean a source close to him is like saying you know he opted in and he wants to be back what's with all this Kyrie talk you know now we're supposed to believe that the nets are going to bring him back when they could shut this down at any point by leaking saying no 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 we like we plan to bring Kyrie into camp I've never heard that from the nets I haven't heard that like leak from the nets you know in that respect I don't think that they're actually planning to do it and I don't buy that they are because you know what they're going to bring him in and they're going to hope that him and KD can kind of like rebound and fix what do they do in a year when Kyrie decides to leave for the Lakers cap space you know it's just like I don't I just don't buy any of this as a threat. And I do think that eventually like Aiton or no Aiton, you know, involved that KD is going to be moved and that Kyrie is going to be next. And so I still understand where the Lakers are coming from, you know, in terms of not wanting to, I get what you're saying about, you know, if Kyrie had not torpedoed his own value through his own actions over the last 24 months or whatever, you know, three years, yeah, then it feels, it feels like a first- lot longer. Yeah. Two first round picks would not be an unreasonable ask, you know, in terms of if you're getting off, it's basically one to get Kyrie and one to get off of Russ. Like that's mm-hmm. not unreasonable in a vacuum when considering Especially Kyrie's, Kyrie's going to have to come with somebody too. So it's either going to be yeah. Joe Harris or it's going to be Seth, uh, Seth Curry. So like, you again, like if I was just to tell you Harrison in after the season that the Lakers just had last year with Russell Westbrook, take, take everything uh, you know, even peripherally involved with Kyrie out of this, because to me, it doesn't matter, right? To me, the basketball is what matters more than the other stuff, because he seems to realize that if he keeps messing around, he's going to keep finding out, right? Like he see you mess around often he's enough on Nike, the counter on the, on the yeah. floor enough times. Uh, Nike, Nike just, Nike just dropped him on the hardwood floor, yeah. right? They just basically said, all right, fine, Kyrie here. No more signature shoe. That's it. No. Go to your yeah. room. No more signature shoe deal. Yeah. And I dare you to keep not breathing in there, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and so, so like, I, I think 
if I was to tell you, or if I would have told you heading into this offseason, or at the very end of last year, hey, the Lakers Am are going to have this scenario. Uh, sure. Well, okay. I, let's just make you you, right? Okay. Let's just let's just make you you. And I'm going to say back then, right after the season ended, right after Russell Westbrook tor- just torched everybody that was involved with with him last year, I would say, hey man, the Lakers at some point this offseason are going to not have an opportunity to trade Russell Westbrook and two first rounders and maybe THT or whatever contracts otherwise necessary to land Kyrie Irving and one or two shooters that help fix this offense. What would you say back then? You know, I I think, you know, if I'm me, I would say that that sounds like an entirely like good price from the Lakers perspective, probably. But if I was Rob, I would probably say, hey, can I throw in another two first round picks? I just like (laughs) I really want to do right by you guys, you know? Right. Well, it's just it's so weird and arbitrary. The places that he draws these lines at. Remember with the with the Kyle Lowry thing, he's like, no, I refuse to also include THT. Had they traded for Kyle Lowry, you don't get in on Russ. And you what's, fix it. <laughs> what's what's the theme with all of these lines that he he's drawn? It's after criticism of him, and yeah. so there, it's like you know, or praise or whatever, or perception. It's based around perception and his own job. Like we've seen with the THT thing, like he THT is untouchable because Rob drafted THT. And yeah. Rob was considering THT a win for his organization and his regime at the time. And so if THT's untouchable, then that means he's doing a good job in the draft. You know, with not wanting to give up these picks, it's because, hey, you know, he's getting a lot of criticism for giving up too many picks. So better not give up any more picks to try yeah. and, like, fix the mess that you've made, you know? And so I think a lot of it comes from there. And again, like, I, I don't think that to, uh, you know, I, I understand what you're saying by the question of is this like an unreasonable price and like probably not considering the talent and fit upgrade, but I'm also, I understand where they're coming from and why do we need to pay more than we have to? Why do we need to bid against ourselves but you in paying more than mid-July, you have to. in mid-July when, you know, we have another couple months to kind of negotiate, meet in the middle, figure out where they're at after the KD trade. Like, I don't think that this is going to go away. No, and, and like to be clear, when I say this DeAndre Ayton stuff impacts it, one, it's an impossible science. Like it's not even a science. It's all guesswork on our part. I can this is the most informed I've ever been on on a situation. And even I still find myself it was funny. I Avery had just gone down for her nap and I and I had just because it was Prime Day yesterday, I bought one of those echo things that uh and I put it on our on our island there. And I just I felt like kind of Un, you know, just unloading, taking a deep breath before we came in here. And, 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 and so I just said, Hey, Spotify play Beethoven. It was like, dun, 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 dun. And as that happens, I get the Woj notifications. It's like DeAndre Ayton has signed his offer. You spoke it into existence. Yeah. So like, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm going through all of this. And again, this is the most informed I've ever been on, on, on anything like this before. And I still at that time was like, well, so this could impact it here, and this could also maybe impact it there. Does it? Here's a here's an actual text that I sent to to Aaron after this happened. So here's what I go. I say, Aiton feels like it changes. It, it changes, but doesn't change the Lakers situation. If that makes sense, one fewer team to take Russ into space, but they felt unlikely to do that anyway. But they also now have to make space to sign Aiton on both the cap sheet and their court. Because and now Katie can't go to Phoenix, so it's like I 
as this is all going on, I'm sitting here guessing as best I can, given the information that I have. And, but I, I do still kind of land on this on, on like where I land is it's not, it doesn't kill the Lakers here, but it's, it's just an added headache. It's just another thing that if this was taken care of already, it wouldn't matter. We could sit here and laugh at Phoenix, potentially losing a cornerstone piece for nothing. And, and like where I kind of sit is two first rounders to get rid of Russ, to bring in Kyrie, probably, you know, moving THT and maybe none too, and swapping those guys out for like Joe Harris and, and Seth Curry, or maybe Josh Richardson from, from San Antonio and just getting this done, there is some value in it. And that's why, by the way, we saw LeBron act the way that he did and leak that he doesn't care about the 29, 29 first rounder and not make eye contact with Russell Westbrook in Vegas when they were sitting in the same arena. And like, that's why I, Kyrie I thought it was Irving... weird when LeBron turned his back to the court. Like he yeah. wasn't even, he just flipped his folding chair around and was just facing the media and just staring them down and yelling, I don't like middle schoolers. Right. It was, it was, and then, and then poor Darvin Ham, when he was asked about why, uh, or, or, or if he's been able to get LeBron and, and Russ to talk so far this offseason, his explanation was, the motherfucking, uh, oh, uh, damn, Ham, oh, uh, fuck it. <laughs> poor Darvin Ham. I, <laughs> so, he, so he has seamlessly taken the torch from Frank Vogel as company man and saying the right things, but man, like <laughs> he's pretty good at it. Like, you know, if you just read is, it yeah. in a vacuum, you could say, yeah, I could see where this is going. And then you remember, no, <laughs> it's like, wait, yeah, <laughs> you're like agreeing with him. And then you like, listen to it back and you're like, wait a second. Hold on. That they were just in the same arena. How can you say me. it's hard to get? Unbelievable. <laughs> I just picture us all like Raj, like, wait a sec. Hold what on. Was their original plan. <laughs> and and yeah, like I I again, I don't want to come off as I'm as as unfair on Jeannie because this is all she can say at this point, right? Like if she is to remain uh disassociated from basketball stuff and she doesn't want to apply pressure to Again, and this is why I don't do business with close friends, but she doesn't want to apply pressure from on high to her personal friends, then these are the kinds of things that you have to say. But the alternative to this is do if you if you're if you still want to do some business with your friends, open it up a little bit. She says that she's collaborative, but she really isn't. It's the same people that she keeps bringing into this. She's collaborative with her inner circle, but she's not actually collaborative in a productive way. And and if the Lakers are going to keep kind of messing around here, just like Kyrie, they're going to find out, you know? And the Jake NBA's Fisher going to drop them on the floor. <laughs> right. Well, Jake Fisher, I believe just yesterday said that he's not positive the Russell Westbrook gets traded now. He said he's guessing it's not going to happen. Right. And it's like, what are we doing here? What what the fuck are we doing? Like what, what are you waiting plan? for? Right. Like this fell into you your gotta, laps. We gotta get the clip of Raj in here. To add that yeah. to the repertoire. Just, he's like, what was your original plan? Right. Like what if if this like if this and just like with LeBron the first time around, LeBron falls into their laps and they say at that time, yeah, we got LeBron James, but we're going to continue to the youth movement. What? How is LeBron? LeBron, one of my favorite moments in LeBron's tenure was he's sitting there. He's getting introduced. He's doing the, the, the sit down with the spectrum people. 
Allie Clifton is sitting right off like a few people down from on, on the desk from him. He says, yeah, I'm a patient man. And Allie starts laughing. She starts laughing at the fact that no, you're not. You're not a patient man, nor should you be. And and like, so that falls in their lap and that's how that goes. Then AD falls in their lap and, and, and Magic Johnson loses Del Demp's number and has to reach out to Brad Turner to be able to get it from him and thus screws over any trade negotiations that they had there. And then... They get AD, they win a championship, and after that, when they have some some cap flexibility, they have some assets that they could use to improve their team, they can they they shoot themselves in the foot with a shotgun. And then from there they can double the, down the on the most them. talented team in Lakers history, according to one Anthony Irwin. Yeah, you know, I look, that's one where if Genie hey, said I'm just saying if I'm yeah, gonna acknowledge that I, my bad. I was take, hilariously you gotta, you gotta wrong. Take the L on that one. I was hilariously wrong. Because look talent matters but like fit also kind of matters and when dennis schroeder is telling you before he even gets to the team that he is definitely starting over alex caruso who started in game six in a game that the lakers in a finals deciding game were up by 40 then yeah that, that season probably wasn't going to go very well and so genie is forced great off season show like what just like we go through a bunch of seasons and it's like when did we know that that wasn't going to go well like what was the first sign well isn't could could we be looking back on it now though harrison like could this be that moment where a few months from now we say man I knew when this season was in trouble when we were debating whether or not two first round picks was too much to pay for uh an to move russell, russell westbrook, westbrook and irving. bring in kyrie irving like that's 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 where I, I stand right now is just just do it just just get it done because just like just like Brooklyn found out at any time your leverage can just vanish in an instant it can just be gone yep. and and for the Lakers I understand the interest in making the best deal that they possibly can while they have the leverage but this is still a really effing good deal you're moving the worst contract in the NBA right now, arguably the most actively detrimental player in the NBA a season ago for somebody who fits absolutely perfectly with your tandem of stars as you currently have them and gives those guys an opportunity, a puncher's chance at a championship. To me, that's enough. Move your two first rounders, move whatever contracts you have to, bring in the shooting around it, and then go into offseason with some momentum. Jeannie said that, that their key this year, their approach, their goal was putting a, a roster together that fans can be proud of. Fans can't be proud of Russell Westbrook on this team again. Russ was in the building. They were chanting for Kyrie Irving in Vegas. Like, what are you watching, Jeannie? Yeah, and if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play devil's advocate of my own point, it, it's sort of like to what you're saying, what's more important to you? You know, is it to is it to get Kyrie and put together the best team that you possibly can? Or is it, you know, that like, you know, media members are going to make fun of you and be like, oh, you know, the Lakers won the trade, but they lost the negotiation again. Yeah. And like, and do you care just, about mean podcasts or do you care about like winning a title? Or or <laughs> fan disinterest. Harrison, it would be disastrous if they Completely if they started toxic to the brand, if they yeah. went back. If they, if they, it, like you, you've, you've been joking all, all year about the, the, this clip, right? You've been joking yeah. all year. Run it back, run it back, run it back, run it back, run it back. You've been joking all year, but it's people a joke. People ratio me every time. That's how mad people are about yeah. just this idea. Like, the notion of it, 
makes people just what? lose their mind. And I get it. Yeah. And, and, and like, you can't be that kind of out of touch from the reality of the situation. So for, for what they're doing right now, I, I understand it. And I just said a couple lowdowns ago that you want to apply some pressure, but you don't want to, to be overburdening. And I think if you continue to say, no, we are not going to move two first rounders, you do run the risk of Brooklyn saying, you know what? Screw it then. Start the year with Russ. See how that goes. We do have options here with Kyrie Irving. We apparently now have better, we have one fewer place that can viably trade for Kevin Durant. So we can go back to him and say, hey, the offers aren't great. The offers aren't great for Kyrie either. What do you say we just try this again next year and try to stay healthy without James Harden's bloated corpse on our on our team? Like, see how this goes. And and if they convince him of that, and if Kyrie and, and KD both kind of change their mind and say, hey, man, like Kyrie says, hey, this is my hometown. I kind of, I'm, Staying here so isn't the, the worst Nets, option. If the Nets want to do that, though, then they don't have to trade Kyrie right now. If they still feel like there's a realistic... The fact that they're open to offers makes me think that they don't really think that that's a realistic thing. No, sure, sure. I'm not saying that it's... I'm, but Harrison, we didn't think this was realistic at the beginning yeah. of the offseason. No, it's, it's totally fair. I, I mean, look, the Lakers probably should just get this done, but I also understand why they're approaching it the way they are. And as long as they get it done, I'm not going to hammer them too hard. And like, if it actually doesn't happen, then I think that's yeah. the point where we start to criticize them. Right. Like the other, uh, there was a quote there, there was a tweet that I, I found really funny when they- Until did... they actually don't do the right thing, I'm not willing to criticize them for not doing the right thing. Right. Right. But like, we've also seen them not do the right thing before though. Right. Like we've, they held on to Russ after the deadline and basically told fans, like the message that they sent to fans at that time was, yeah, we aren't winning it all this year. We're just going to ride this thing out and see if we can fix it in the off season. And of course fans weren't thrilled with it. (laughs) Like everybody, our, our numbers would indicate that nobody was very interested in that team last year. And, and I think if you do the same thing here, you run the risk of just not even running the risk. You just tank your brand. And that's the thing that matters most to Jeannie, right? If, you, if the thing that, that her dad built, this, this just absolute Goliath of, of a presence in the NBA sphere, in American sports, shit, in the world, right? The Lakers are a worldwide brand that her dad built, and she doesn't want to screw that up. But a good way to screw it up is to just continue to screw up the process and, and, and take these hits on the peripheries and take these major hits like Russ was. And if you don't trade him now and, and you don't get Kyrie back or, or, if, or if Indiana moves Buddy Heald and Turner to make space and you lose out on those guys too and you're flat out forced to bring Russ back, then like, then you deserve every bit of ire that you get <laughs> and there's plenty to go around then 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 genie a year from now won't be able to say well at the time the thought was that we were gonna, still going to be pretty good she won't be able to do that next year no no she will not <laughs> <laughs> all right that's going to do it for this episode of the lakers lounge uh this got more i got more pumped up on this one than i thought i was going to yeah i got I feel better. My voice is still kind of tired. That, or whatever, that was but... like therapy for you. I'm, I'm happy yeah. to. I'm happy to help. I'm like sweating. Work some stuff out. Yep.
All right. Uh, that's going to do it, though, for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Aaron and I will be back to talk uh, on the hook about this Aiton situation and the, the, the latest developments in it. As we have been recording, no real developments in, in the situation. So listen to this as quickly as it comes out and then uh, check out yes, the loadout. I, I always start the podcast by listening to Minute 104 and, telling, and listen, seeing if they tell me to listen to this really fast. Yeah, yeah. So those of you who did, congratulations. Good job. Thanks. You, yeah. you, you understood the assignment. Technically speaking, this will be part two that you're listening to at this point. So make sure you listen to part They're one. really far in. And so they, <laughs> they'll know that they made the right decision. This is the very end of part two. Um, <laughs> Harrison and I will be back uh, next week on, on the Lakers Lounge to, again, continue to, to, to monitor this thing. Well, we'll as see. It this comes... might be my last show. Oh, yeah. that's Maybe. Well, is it definitely? I don't know. We'll see. Because I, I don't, we gotta, we gotta I don't want to keep saying we goodbye. Pacers match the offer sheet. <laughs> I might be in the sign and trade. <laughs> well, best of luck of, uh, of Indiana and all of that stuff. Personally, if I was told I had to go to Indiana for work, I would, I would say the following. Have a good one, everybody.